Thanksgiving week, everybody. The 34th ever episode of the West Coast Preps Podcast. The Shaquille O'Neal episode, I know. One of Greg's favorite players of all time. Big men episodes, I guess, recently. The James Wiseman episode last right. week where yep. we talked about the importance of sports and had our emotional roller coaster with the, the Warriors news. where the dynasty was done. Then the dynasty reemerged. All of a sudden, they're in about a five-minute span. But I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Moreland soon. It's a good week, I guess you could say. Thanksgiving's here. Yeah. All the food in the world is here. Well, Turkey, mashed, football on mashed Thursday. Potatoes All the you. mashed potatoes in the world for me. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll make a whole bowl just for you, right? Oh, they will. Yeah. I'll have all the, the heck with my other family members. <laughs> mashed potatoes are all mine. Wow. Yeah. You're a real uh, giving mood here on Thanksgiving, aren't you? I'm thankful for the mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's what I'm thankful for. <laughs> I expect nothing less from you. Yeah. In terms of that answer. I think Greg was speechless there for about a second or two for my weird comment. Yeah, you're not but, thankful for all of our grateful supporters. Oh, I'm always grateful for them. That goes without saying. We thank them all the time. Very we, true. Re- we really we do. We are very grateful. It, it's time to thank mashed potatoes and the people that help make those mashed potatoes and those dreams. What about baked potatoes? Though? Baked potatoes are good, okay? I'm not saying baked potatoes are bad, but they're not the same as mashed. Okay. I mean, I agree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yes. Yeah. You know, why not? Yeah, why not? But this, ma- this show would be too boring if I agreed with you on everything. It, it really would be. You know, mashed potatoes are far superior to baked potatoes, and quite frankly, it's not even close. Which goes to show you how much I love mashed potatoes. No, it's really not even close. No, baked potatoes are honestly trash. Unless you, like, get, like, the loaded baked potatoes. And but even so, even with the loaded, it's still not the same as mashed no. to me. It's just not. It, you just don't get as much, you know. You really just, it's not the same. No, it's mashed really... potatoes are made with love. I yes. think it's just it's yes. it's different for me. But we'll get more to Thanksgiving and traditions in a little bit. Indeed. I can't wait for all that mashed potatoes and rolls. That's all I really <laughs> ever need in my life. But you know, it's been another exciting weekend of football. We were at National Preps on Saturday. Also Giant Skills had a nice little showcase. It was a fun weekend. Uh it was a very long Saturday, but kids got an opportunity to get better. Also got an opportunity to get their names out there again. National Preps did a great job running their showcase safely. They split it up. It was a 13-hour day, so it made it very long. 575 kids yes. showed up to that thing. It was it was a very good event. And once again, Trent, Paul, Gary, all the National Preps team did an amazing job once again at running their showcase as they've been very busy going all throughout the West Coast trying to get these kids more exposure. And one guy we saw there that really impressed which just goes into our next thing here is the 2023 recruiting class in football. Woo. We saw Jaden Rashada out there. Obviously made every throw again in okay. drills. It's just the same thing over and over again. It's yeah. kind of effortless. But We're on goes, repeat with Jaden. Yeah, oh, it's it's repeat for, I think, everybody with Jaden right now. That's how good he is. So smooth. But he goes to show you just how great this 2023 recruiting class is in the Bay Area. The best one in the Bay Area for the last two decades, they have three guys ranked in the top 100 by 247 Sports in the country for their class. The most since 2004 when, guess what, there were four guys. Actually, no, 2003 when there were yes. four guys. My apologies there. 2003 had four. 2004 did have three as well. So those early 2000s were stacked. Number three, four guys. There was the number three player in the country, Monavista quarterback Kyle Wright. He went to Miami. He was actually a preseason Heisman guy there one year at Miami. And then Fremont Sunnyvale had a receiver, Mark Bradford, and went to Stanford. San Leandro had a quarterback, Dennis Dixon. I remember him very well. Went to Oregon. 
did a great job up there in Eugene. And then the one, the only, Maurice Jones-Drew from De La Salle went to UCLA, had his long NFL career, now with the NFL Network doing great things. So it's been a long time since the Bay Area's had a class like this. Indeed, indeed. And as we were going through all the past, what, 17 years that we went through, there's some guys that have come out of uh, out of the Bay Area, top 100-wise in the recruiting rankings. But this year, they still got a couple more years. Who knows? There might be another one or two that get added to the top 100 by the end of their senior seasons. But it is loaded. Like you said, we got Jaden and from Pittsburgh, another Pittsburgh athlete, Rasheed Williams, and then Jurion Dickey, all inside the top 100 right now. Yeah, they are. Jaden's at number 55, Rasheed is at number 77, and Jerion Dickey is number 82. And Jaden, you see why he's number 55 right away, obviously a four-star prospect. Started his career at Liberty, went to IMG real quick, came back to Pittsburgh. He played behind Jay Butterfield that Oregon commit there last year, so obviously didn't get a lot of reps at the varsity level, and Jay Butterfield was one of the top quarterbacks in the country in his class. Competed for that starting job at Oregon right until the season started, but Jaden's already got a lot of offers. Arizona State, Auburn, Cal, Oregon State, San Diego State, San Jose State, and Utah. He's the number one dual threat quarterback in the country, the number five player in California. Only four guys in California ahead of him. One's an offensive lineman. Two are two guys from Los Alamitos. Loaded class they've got over there. Not bad. Two top five kids. Yep, not bad at all. And then Modern Day has an inside linebacker. When does Modern Day not have guys? And Trey Edwards. Very true. You see, look at that offer. Listen, Rasheed Williams is another guy who's got Almost as many offers as Jaden Rashada as well. He does. He's got Arizona State, Arkansas, Cal, Oregon State, San Jose State, and Utah as well. This kid, four-star prospect, number seven player in California. He is one of the best friends with Jaden as they've become very close as they're both at Pittsburgh High, the, my number one team in the Bay Area. Just have to throw that in there every time. But he's the number 16 athlete in the country. Head coach Victor Galley told me he was the first freshman he played on varsity in 19 years as Pittsburgh head coach. He was an all-league selection with 272 yards and five touchdowns. He is a heck of an athlete. Like we said, that offer list is insane. There's a couple uh, similar ones with Jaden. Possibly, maybe they're going to the same college. Who knows? With their best friends, you know, I are going to want to work that. Those guys are really, really tight. They've been tight growing up, playing ball together and all of that. But, yeah, like Vic Alley said, 19 years as Pittsburgh head coach. One freshman he's played on varsity like this, Rasheed Williams. Pittsburgh's had a lot of guys, so it goes to show you how hard it is to make varsity anywhere, especially up there at Pitt. They saw his workout before even they even made him a varsity guy. They're like, he's really good. We'd like to see him up there. Injury happens. Rasheed stepped in there, became an all-league selection in the DVAL, which is a very loaded league with Liberty and all of those schools and Pittsburgh and what they've done up there. But Rasheed Williams, number 77, and very deserving of that. The number 82, we just saw him at the Routes versus Coverage Showcase, the first ever one on November 7th. He impressed me for and sure. And Jerry on Dickey, yeah, you see why the Valley Christian athlete, number 82, a four-star recruit, number eight player in California, literally right behind Rasheed Williams with that ranking number 17 athlete in the country. And Valley Christian, he did so many numbers last year. And before I read these numbers, just understand, Valley Christian runs the ball a lot. They're very heavily run-oriented. They've been like that for years. They ran the ball last year 78.4% of the time. But last year still. I would say that's run-oriented. Yeah, that's very very heavily run-oriented, <laughs> I think is the way to put that. All caps with that. 
541 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. Led Valley Christian about those numbers. They went to a CCS championship game, runners up there, and he led that team in those categories as a freshman. Yeah, and like I said, like we both said, RVC, we got to see him for the first time. Dude is impressive. He would just go up over anyone. You just throw the ball in his general area, he's going to go up and get it, almost like Calvin Johnson used to, or even DeAndre Hopkins now. But the dude is just a straight athlete. He's big, he's getting stronger, he's fast. His 40 time was insanely good for a sophomore. And the offers Arizona State, Arkansas, Cal, Oregon, and San Jose State, or sorry, Oregon State and San Jose State, once again, a couple offers. Maybe we get all three of these California guys to go to Cal. And we start creating a super team at Cal. I like I, to I skip. I think that's what I, I'd like to see. Get three future first-round picks at Cal. I like this idea, you know, with Jaden, Rashid, and Jerion. Imagine Jaden throwing to both of those guys. Oh, that'd be that'd be fun, that would to be, say the least. That'd be at every Cal game that season. Probably. Next three, four, Cal, five Cal games might actually be fun to go to if they're all three there. Uh, yeah, they are. Honestly, I've never been to a Cal game. I don't even know if they're fun. I've never heard great things about Cal They games. used to be pretty fun, but a lot of people don't show up. Obviously, college football is not as big in the Bay Area as maybe the South or the Midwest, those places. But, hey, you get those three guys that are off you at every Cal game. Yeah, you get three top 100 recruits to Cal, then, hey, Jaden and Rashid are good friends, and I'm sure they've talked to Jurion or are good friends with him or at least are in contact with him. I'm sure all three of them have talked about going to the same college at some point. And who knows? I know, let's see, I think Arkansas is on all three. Or sorry, Jaden's the only one that does not have Arkansas yet. But I'm not sure why Arkansas wouldn't want Jaden. All three of them could go somewhere together. Arizona State is a common offer. Cal is. Oregon State is and San Jose State. Now San Jose State, uh, we talked about them last week. Yes, we did. We've talked about Cal before, how Justin Wilcox has recruited. But now San Jose State, a recent one like you just mentioned. Maybe just make the Mountain West the premier conference in college football. Maybe the Mountain West overtakes the Pac-12, and the As, Pac-12 yes. moves to the group of five, and the Mountain West moves up the to the Power, power five, 5 level. Yes, and then these three from the Bay Area are the ones that start that trend going to Pac-12 being no longer the Conference of Champions. But well, when has the Pac-12 been the Conference of Champions? In football, that USC. Yeah, that's been a long time. Yeah, what was that, 12 years ago? They barely make the playoffs as it is. For real. They had Washington. One year, they had Oregon made the national championship game, right? One year. Yeah, with Mariota, his yeah. last year. But not very often. It's uh, For football, you know, other sports, I know they still do decently and whatnot. But football, that's not not the Pac-12 sport. Neither is basketball, really. Pac-12 is yeah, more of those other smaller Olympic sports where you get the swimming and the soccer and those sports where the Pac-12 is. Loaded. Really good. Yeah. Really good. They've just struggled recruiting in this region. We've seen a lot of the top California kids have gone on to play Clemson, LSU, Oklahoma, those schools. Which is strange. I, I don't understand because California has some of the top athletes throughout, not even just there. You look at all of California. You look at, like, the all-time team from California, and it's loaded of NFL players and high-class athletes. So why can USC and Cal, Stanford, UCLA, why can they not recruit in in this area doesn't doesn't quite make sense to me and stanford i'll leave off the list just because their academics are so big they true, have to true, be at national true. brand right they just can't have they can't just recruit in one area but all those other schools it's just to be honest with you it's been bad coaching hires in the past we've seen a usc's made some bad decisions at the top there um i know that they're undefeated right now but i'm not a clay helton guy I, he hasn't really recruited well he could have got dj Oangalele there and he didn't yeah. he, and he if he just would have even recruited him 
that kid would have been a USC Trojan. But instead, they lost him to Clemson, and he's going to be there for three years, being a first-round NFL guy there in a couple of seasons. But these schools just aren't doing a good job in their own backyard. And that's the name of the game. We've talked about how important recruiting your home turf is. You need to be able to do that and to build those relationships. And if you can't recruit your home turf, I don't care how loaded or maybe how unloaded your region is, you got to be able to recruit your home turf and keep the best kids at home. And a lot of these schools haven't. Yeah, and now they have a great chance because, like we said, 2023 class is loaded as we'll get into some of the others that are not inside the top 100, but who knows in the next couple of years they can make it. But these guys are all talented, starting with Pittsburgh receiver, Another one. Your Pittsburgh the, My Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates receiver Israel Polk has an offer from Cal. Ooh, there you go again, another offer from his own backyard. His brother, Makai Polk, plays at Cal now, and he originally started his career at Angelo Rodriguez High School in Fairfield, but is now in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and you look at that Pittsburgh 2023 class is loaded. We just named three guys with FBS Power 5 offers, and there's the fourth guy as well, another receiver, Keenan Higgins, an offer from Arizona State. That passing attack there. 2023 is going to be, be sick. I told you. I mean, this is going to start a three-year run this year. Whether they beat Dale this year, right? And who knows? But in three years, it's not. It's going to be an easy win. An easy win. I don't easy think there's ever. Unless you're. These guys are motivated to beat their rival Dale Sal, and I think it's going to happen soon. Dude, you know how hard that is to have an easy win over Dale Sal. It's hard enough to beat Dale Sal, <laughs> but an easy win over Dale Sal. Has Dale Sal ever had like a blowout loss? Honestly, when was in last the state time? championship game? So like a boss score modern well, day. Yeah. But like, I but mean, they haven't it. lost here in what twenty nine years. Yeah, they never lose here. Yeah, it's that's gonna happen soon. I've always wondered when that day is gonna come. It's gotta happen at some point. Like, there's just gonna it, be. It a has to happen lose. at some point. But we've said this for years, and it just never happens. <laughs> well, I think this twenty twenty Pittsburgh class is gonna have something to say about that. Okay, yeah, they've got a couple of those guys with those Division One offers. We'll see them. Yeah, and they it's, have another cornerback, Robin Boyd. So there you go. There's, what, five players that we've already mentioned that's notable in this uh, 2023 class. It is, and then Branham's got a guy. We've talked to him, did a story on him early on when the site first launched there, July 30th. Branham athlete Mateo Poso, offered from Arizona State. You just watch him practice. He just screams Power 5 level. He screams yeah. Pac-12, all those conferences. His older brother plays at Nevada, Reno. Mateo was varsity as a freshman when Branham won its most games in program history and went to a CCS championship game appearance and lost by one point there in overtime. But Mateo was a great player. We've seen him. We've talked to him. We know why he's one of the top guys. And then St. Vincent DePaul as well. Scott some guys under Trent Herzog. You look at Kai Hall, that running back. I mean, as a freshman, these numbers are sick. 1,773 rushing yards and 19 touchdowns and 9.7 yards per carry in 11 games. That is, um, that's just stupid honestly that's just insane 19 touchdowns 9.7 yards per carry what's the nfl average like what 3.5 three three to four somewhere in there usually if you got four you're and probably he did this as well. a freshman yeah as a freshman and what he's number two in california between all rushers or was that in the country and ncs he was one of the top three rushers yeah. in the north coast section that's but right. one, he was one of the top freshman rushers in the country yeah and then St. Vincent Ball also has offensive lineman Cam Vaughn. Fantastic kid. Got to interview him last month, and there will be a story on him soon. And then another safety, Nathan Rooks, had 31 tackles and four tackles for a loss as a freshman. So once again, this class is loaded. St. Vincent DePaul's got three of them on their team. And then we move on to San Ramon Valley, who's got a couple of kids as well on their 
as well. They do. Laird Wheeler, defensive end, receiver Drew Maroney. No offers yet. A lot of these kids are going to get offers soon, though. A lot of these names we mentioned. Then another East Bay Athletic League team, De La Salle. That oh, team that you say is going to get knocked off by Pittsburgh. Indeed. We saw <laughs> one of these guys in the linebacker group there at the opening, not this weekend, but the weekend before that. And then at National Prep Collegiate Showcase, Dylan Greason, off from Tennessee already after his freshman season. He's a great athlete. His recruiting was really picking up. We saw their tight end, Cooper Flanagan, from De La Salle, young guy. Every single coach there just kept talking about how smooth he was, his route running, everything about him there, those drills, everything he did was so crisp. You see why he's one of those guys. Another one, Derek Thompson, the offensive lineman. We've seen him, We've I think, seen him a bunch. every weekend it seems like they, he was an offensive line MVP earlier this offseason at the Exclusive Speed Showcase there. He's done a great job. I know yeah. the coaching staff's very excited about him. Too. Yeah, and then he's had a big offseason. He's really been putting in the work. as we, Like you said, we see him basically every week. He's one of those kids that's put in a lot of time and effort into getting better during this extended offseason. And then Vanden has an athlete, Trey Dimes, another good athlete. Heritage has an all-purpose back, Devon Rivers. He has some interest from Fresno State as well. He does. And then Angelo Rodriguez, a great performer at the RBC Showcase. Might even be a better basketball player. Receiver, defensive back. Roy Bryant, he was also on the team. He started on the team's varsity basketball team as a freshman. He's a great athlete. It's pretty He's going to get recruited in both sports. Yeah, and who knows, we'll see as his career progresses, whether he decides to choose one or what he becomes more passionate about. And then El Cerrito quarterback has Warren Smith. Liberty quarterback Nate Bell is also a part of it, as they also have another safety, Zach Card, to name a couple more, as this class is just continuing to roll out loaded players. I know that that Liberty team was very excited about Zach Card. Everybody talked about him when we were at their practice there last month. And Nate Bell, that was a great ball. Just the other day at National Preps, he was one of the top quarterbacks there, I have to say. He was Indeed. just throwing really great passes. He saw him and Freedom quarterback Ross Callum both did a great job there. Then Jaden, those BVAL quarterbacks really stood out. And then you go down the list some more. Bellman's got a running back, Ben Path. He's already got some FBS interest, Division One interest. Bellarmine Coaching Staff loves its 2023 class. They got a bright future there, and he's not the only one in that class they're really excited about. Miramonte's got their quarterback, Luke Duncan, coming up through the ranks. And then Vacaville Christians, Kai Nunley, who's an absolute tank. He can squat probably my house, to be probably. honest with you. What, he squatted 550, I think, Coach T said? They, Something like that. They, they, probably Either way, by now. insane. Just, he is an absolute beast. Uh, 805 rushing yards, six touchdowns, and then on the defensive side, 112 tackles, four sacks, and a block punt. Dude does it all. He's a beast, and he's definitely going to be one of the top players in the 23 class as they become their senior year. But, man, what a class that is. Is it the best ever? Is remain to be seen. Like we said, 2003 did have four top 100 guys, and that we mentioned earlier. But... They still have a couple years to get to the point of four or five top 100 recruits in this area. It does. They're still, they guess still got three more years of high school. Maybe more guys move up. Maybe each of these guys moves up in the rankings as well. Maybe somebody else jumps in. Rankings will definitely change here coming soon, but they're only behind that one class in yeah. these past two decades, and that was a heck of a class there 20 years ago, but... It's going to be a fun one there to see what happens. But now, before we wrap this up, Greg, it's Thanksgiving week. It is. Favorite 
Thanksgiving tradition? Favorite Thanksgiving traditions? Well, you know, I always go to my grandma's house on my dad's side. The family always gets together. And the craziest thing is our step family had immigrated from Japan. So every Thanksgiving, we have mashed potatoes, but we also have rice with every Thanksgiving. So it's a little different. Okay. You know, not everyone has rice with their turkeys and gravy and, you know, the yams and the cranberry sauce. But throw in a little rice in there, and that is one of the main things that we do. But family always gets together. We've been going Black Friday shopping for, I'd say, the last five six years we wake up at like 3 a.m and go out and do a little shop and drive around the area but yeah the rice is a little different it's a little different than what most families would do i'd say that is different but i kind of like that i like that yeah, unique little bad. twist you've got on there that's really cool exactly i mean we have rice with every meal so for us it's not uh that different but you know rice is the rice cooker is always on at my grandma's house okay I like that. Yeah, we usually go to my great aunt's house. I think this year it's just at our house. We usually go to my great aunt's house. You watch NFL all day. Yeah. Have some fun there. Maybe play some family games. Watch the NFL all day. I know then there's always the Egg Bowl at night. You always have Ole Miss, Mississippi State, which this year, by the way, is Lane Kiffin versus Mike Leach, which is going to oh, be a lot of fun. Yes, that that's a matchup right there. That's two very. Uh, I'm not sure quite what the word. Unique. Is. Yeah, unique coaches. I don't even think that's the right word to explain them because they are so goofy. beyond unique. Goofy. The extra, incredibly, extremely, very, really goofy. Your college degree is showing up here with the different you know, words uh, you I can think come you up really with. have to go with as many words as possible to describe yeah. these guys because they're so one of a kind. One word does not work for them. No, it does That would be fun. I do remember one of my favorite memories, and I'll try and keep it PG as possible, but my dad is a Cowboys fan, so obviously he gets to watch. The, so is uh, my dad, yeah. unfortunately. Oh, it's, it's awful. It's it honestly it's, it's terrible. terrible. So guys, but remember you know, to see my dad at the RVC. The second one, make sure you rip on him for being a Cowboys fan. But somehow they could be in first place next week. And well, the NFC is, East is terrible. They don't deserve any playoff teams. They really don't. They honestly do I mean, the Giants are somehow right there near the top. So is the Washington football team. They all they only have three wins, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, every team's got three wins. That's And we're in week 11, week 12 next week. Something, I don't know. Yeah. It's beyond We're nearing the end. <laughs> it's really bad. That's all we can say. But anyways, he's a Cowboys fan, and obviously they lose a bunch. So he's sitting there watching the game. We're just finishing up dinner, getting ready for dessert. And they give up some touchdown, or it was like a pick six, or something happened. And he decides to flip the bird. I'll use the PG language of this at the TV. He showed one finger to the TV. He showed one finger. It just happened to be in the middle of the hand at the TV. And that was, for some reason, I will never forget that moment. That was hilarious um, because, honestly, Cowboys are not America's team. No, they're not. Uh, no one likes them. I'm not really sure. Honestly, if there's an America's team, it'd probably be the Steelers. I feel like there's more Steeler fans than there are. Cowboys and I don't fans. like the Steelers either. I don't like them, but I feel like there's more Steeler fans. There than are. Than there's there's plenty of more. Flipping the bird, I actually got an interesting story for you. I just thought of that. I remember I was on a plane once a few years ago. and You, you know, a lot of the planes, they have the TVs and people watch that. For whatever reason, one guy was having a problem with the touchscreen or whatever next to me. I look over, this guy is flipping the bird to the airplane seat television just having an absolute meltdown on the airplane that's rough there's nothing you can do you just sit there and stare at it the whole time and you can't as i'm sitting there seeing this i'm thinking is he gonna hurt me on this plane what is gonna happen you know we're stuck in the air yeah. not really we're not really an escape you have there not much you can do um if they're on the plane someone gets upset that's you know 
hey, those things can be frustrating though. You know, you touch screens, you click the wrong button. And it but goes I'm, to I'm not really else. flipping the bird to hey, a television. Know, I flip the bird to you all the time. So well, I mean, it's so used to it. It's just, yeah. It's, like, it's just you know. I get so frustrated with you, and it's just uh, it's an everyday occurrence now. I don't know. I'm not sure how we made it close to four months now, working every day with each other. I think it's time for a. I think I'm gonna take a month vacation here for the holidays. I think a lot of people are going to. I think a lot of people probably need a month on vacation right now. After 2020, I think yeah. we should just vacation until January 2nd. Make sure we get to the first, and then January 2nd we can uh, we can come back to life. Right back when football season begins. Exactly. That perfect timing. I like this idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess no podcast or anything until January 2nd is Ooh. what Greg is saying. Uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're still here to cover the kids, no matter what. Um, but maybe we'll just have a sit-ins for the next month. I'm not sure. Sit-ins. Okay, that's an yeah. interesting way to put yeah. that. Maybe but... we'll have Austin Flax and uh, Duran come back and uh, host the show for the next month or so. Which, by the way, they should have been allowed to have a super team at the RBC. I'm so angry and, about that. You know, that's that's not my fault. I'm not sure why you're angry at me. Oh, I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm going on. A, I'm just ranting about that. I think they should have been on. We'll we'll go to Chris's rant. Brandon rant. Brandon Younger should have let those two be on the same team. Let there be a little. What's that? And tampering, tampering. Something you see in the NBA a lot. Why not just have NBA level tampering? What's the difference? Let these kids have some fun. Don't, don't you want the teams to be fair though? Don't you want? You well, there there was so much talent there. Wouldn't it made a difference? Fair. But you know, the draft process has to go in a certain order, and however and some that of those coaches goes, some of those coaches struggled with drafting too. Wow, you're calling out the <laughs> RVC coaches now. Wow, that's, that's what uh, I'm just saying. You know, I'm not going to be a part of this whole you know calling out coaches because they Cause, did a great job. No, no, because no, if we if you and I would have drafted on the same team, we would have had the best team by far. For sure, maybe we should. Talk which to, is what uh, I'm saying. Which is exactly what I'm trying to make. Which is my point hmm. towards these guys. Maybe we ought to create our own RVC team next week. We should. RVC too. The CJ and GMT Express. No, GMT first. GMT is more recognizable than CJ. No, GMT. Is Nobody not more likes CJ. GMT guarantee. I mean, there's more themes with GMT. It just flows better. Wait, did the Patriots win yesterday? I honestly don't know if they did. No, they honestly did not. It was it was. So a rough I thought you guaranteed, you know. Well, here's the, they threw off the guarantee because they beat the Ravens. So I, now I'm confused because they beat the Ravens and I was very excited, and then they lose to the freaking Houston Texans. Wait, they lost to the Houston Texans? Yeah, yeah. So um, how do you what? I I don't know. I don't understand. The defense is really good one week, and then the next week they can't stop more than a fly from entering a freaking mini hole. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm, the comparisons I'm trying to use right now because I'm so distraught by that loss yesterday. I was hoping you just didn't bring it up. Um, I was honestly curious. I didn't know. Yeah, well, I, you, I wish you would have stayed unknowing. I should have said they won and just lied and just see how far but, the lie could have gone. But... Um, I think I, I think I might retire the GMT guarantee. Uh, it seems to not be quite working right now. No, it's not. It's um, not working right now at yeah, all. And I think I need to take a rest on the guarantees. The Pittsburgh one, I'm still guaranteeing that one. Uh, that's still gonna happen. But 
I think the rest of the guarantees, I'm going to take a break because last time I predicted the Warriors, and by the time the next podcast was gone, we had a ruptured Achilles. By but then, but then Kelly Oubre came back. Yeah, but I mean, they're still not winning a championship with Kelly Oubre. I'm yeah, sorry. they are. He's Finals MVP. How is Kelly Oubre not MVP the answer? Is not hey, you saw those videos of James Wiseman, a seven foot one point guard machine. Yeah, he looks like Steph Curry out there. Better than Steph. Wow. Because he can rebound too. Steph averages like what six rebounds in his MVP year. That's not good enough for you for a pro. James Wiseman without height will get like fifteen twenty. But he's a center, so I mean he he should. Doesn't matter. It's it's just he's got the complete package. Is he going to average thirty a game like Steph did? Thirty five. Thirty five. Wow. So he's James Harden, Dennis um, Robbins or Dennis Rodman. We'll go with Dennis Rodman, and then no, 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 also did, also Jason Kidd. No, no in James. Terms of, no James Harden comparison because it's going to be a far more efficient. 35 points. But yeah, it just I'm saying the points wise. He'll score 35 points. He'll have assists like Jason Kidd or Jason Williams. 35 points on 13 shots. That's insane. Wow. That, I mean, that could be James Harden because James Harden shoots 20 free throws a game, though. He doesn't. He's about like 13 of 42. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I think what? He's 70%, 75%. That's why you can never watch the Houston Rockets. Or wherever he ends up in this crazy off season, who knows? But I don't even know who's on who. It doesn't anymore. matter because you know why? It's Thanksgiving week. We had all the mashed potatoes in the world. But you know what? Question for you. Oh boy. Oh boy. Favorite Thanksgiving food ever, and least favorite Thanksgiving food. I hate ham. I'm not a ham guy. Really? I do not like ham. Um, favorite Thanksgiving food? I honestly am not a huge fan of Thanksgiving food. Um, turkeys come around. Actually, I take that back. My favorite Thanksgiving food I don't eat on Thanksgiving. Does that make sense? It's the do you, day after. Do you know, exactly. Yes. That's when you start making the turkey sandwiches on the Hawaiian rolls, just a little mayonnaise, a little mustard, and then that's it. You're chilling. That's that is my favorite Thanksgiving food. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. yes, yes. That is perfect. That the mashed potatoes. I like all the rolls in the world. Yeah. Because everybody the knows Hawaiian rolls though are the best. No, oh yeah, everybody knows I'm a big bread guy, a big roll guy, and you get those Hawaiian rolls yeah, in like front the of Cattleman's me. bread. You go. All I just had that Friday. Oh wow! Thanks for the invite. I really appreciate that. Was that was good. It was when we celebrated my mom's 21st birthday, and my dad's 97. <laughs> Your dad's old. Which, by the way, we bought my dad candles. We bought my dad's candles that were numbers nine and seven. We put that on the cake. Hold on, wait, your mom's 21, but you're 24, so how does that work, Chris? I don't know. It, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's 2020. Log- logic is out the door. It's gone. Yeah, literally, Logic retired this year, so I mean, he sorry. He did, a that's true. When did he retire? Uh, after his last album, July 24th. That's when he retired? Yeah, July 24th of this year. So it was a sad day. It was a great day. It was a great album, but... It was a sad day at the same time yeah, for you. Yeah. But Bittersweet. You know, I'm still going to have to go... I like that turkey a lot. I kind of like mixing the turkey with the mashed potatoes at the same time, too. You get oh, the gravy you know on there? You know what's great is mashed potatoes, and you ever mix it with corn? You ever done that? Oh, that's yeah. I have, I've done that plenty of times. Yeah, that's well, see, mashed potatoes too. mixed with anything is just fine. You can't go wrong with that. No, potatoes. you can't. As long as there's enough, put some butter in there, put some salt and pepper on it, you, there's nothing. Get the gravy. You can't go bad with it. I get the gravy on the turkey and the mashed potatoes at you the know, same I time. used to really not like gravy, so I loved it, and then I started to hate it, and now I'm back to liking it, so... I've gone back and forth in my life. You know, every seven years, your your taste buds change. So I guess I'm back to the mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. Well, that's good because yeah. mashed potatoes with gravy and you mix out with the turkey is unbelievable. Oh, really? But you said ham is your least favorite. Yeah. Is... Oh, well, I'm not – I don't like cranberries, so I'd say cranberry sauces. Like I could do I'm not a ham, big cranberry sauce guy. But, yeah, I'll say cranberry sauce is my least favorite. I don't like yams or sweet potatoes either. 
See, I really just I'm not a huge fan of Thanksgiving food. Okay. You know, I'm I'm not a stuffing guy at all. I know a lot of people like stuffing. Yeah, it's see, supposedly my like dad's best dish, and I just can't stand stuffing. I can't even have a bite of that stuff. Your dad has a best dish? I don't believe that. Does yeah, your dad, that does your dad ever cook? I've never seen that guy cook. Actually, he makes some really good food. Really? I ought to try it. He's never made me food, so I'm Ask a him to barbecue for you. Well, I've been waiting for Oscar to barbecue for me. I've been waiting for him to barbecue for me. People owe me a lot of food. Oscar lately. does not sound like a true friend. Oscar is uh, he's an acquaintance. Would you like to say? <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> and he's not really a friend. He's in the group chat, but he's just an acquaintance. That's what he told me in high school, at least. So we've stuck with acquaintances ever since. <laughs> Even though we took the same classes in a, in college for a couple of years. But yeah. And you want to went on a vacation together with all of us. You know, mm-hmm. usually you don't just go on a, a vacation mm-hmm. with an acquaintance. But yeah, but he was it was a part of the group vacation. You know, so he was just there. You know, it's kind of like the same thing with Connor. Give a shout out to Connor McIntosh. Go follow his YouTube page. He makes some decent, cool videos, I guess. I'll give him some credit, even though we disagree. And his sports views are beyond ridiculous. You want to read some of his sports views. I think the world should know. Uh, he loves James Harden. He wants James Harden to be on the Warriors, which is insane and stupid. Um, God, I mean, there's just so many. Can you can you help me out here with a couple that, that you remember? Um, Oregon national champs. Oh well, I mean, he was an Oregon grad, so I'll give him some credit. You got to root for your team. No, 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 no. This is ridiculous. It was just so yeah. beyond. Yeah. Or he was very excited about their Red Box Bowl win against Michigan State. That was the worst game I've ever <laughs> been to, and started the worst year of my life. That was like that a game. four and a half hour game of nobody scoring. Michigan Seven to six. Michigan State started eight drives at midfield. Seven to six. They never got a touchdown out of that. It was freezing. We're at Levi's. It's just the bowl, the most boring stadium in the world, probably. Oh, that was terrible. Those Oregon fans around us were rude. Yes, the baby was kicking my head. Oh, that, I'm sure that couple behind us already got divorced. <laughs> because that, uh, because that husband and wife were arguing that entire uh, game, the whole game. Yeah, it was, it was by far the worst game I've ever attended. By far, I can't. I honestly can't think of a game that was worse. No, there's never a game that's going to be. I've worse been to Giants that. playoff losses. I'd rather see that than <laughs> go see a red box ball at Levi Stadium again. Especially seeing Oregon win so we can hear Connor just go off and on and on. We won a red box ball when Washington, our other friend goes to Washington, and they went to the Rose Bowl and they lost. But they went to the, the Rose Bowl. They won the Pac-12 and went to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, which the, is the granddaddy of them all. Far bigger than winning, what, winning seven games and playing Michigan State in the red Ooh. box bowl and winning – Go seven to green, six. go white. Go, go green, go white. Goodness. I was a Michigan State fan that day, though. I know, we were. We were rooting hard, and it was hard to root for them because they were so bad. They were boring, too. Oh. I mean, honestly, like you said, I think six, seven drive started at the 50 You know that line. Michigan State quarterback Brian Lewarkey broke some school records? No way. Yes, he did. That. Yes, he did. How? He really did. I it, What, school records for the most incompletions no. or the worst drives? No, he broke some school records somehow, which shows you how boring Michigan State football has been for the last 9,500 I mean, years. Cousins. Like, they've had decent quarterbacks. But even when they were there, it's not like they were producing big numbers. I mean, very true, but still, they've had some... If you watch the Michigan State game on TV, it's... Hey, Draymond Green tried to try out for the Michigan State football team. Remember that? Then he realized it was too boring. No, that's probably what it was. Yeah, you watch that on TV. If, you, if you're tired and need a nap, just put on a Michigan State game and you're good. Yeah, well, that's what you used to say about Giants games. Well, I mean that that too. But Michigan State's more boring. Okay, at least at least you give me that one because Dwayne Kuyper and uh, Kruko are 
probably the, some of the best in the biz. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. Oh, oh, but interesting. But you you the have Giants said that before. Game, now, now that games, we're on national podcast. The Giants games are just, they're not fun to watch. This is, uh, this is getting out of hand. I don't want to watch Brandon Belt step up to the plate. I don't either. I'm done, too. <laughs> I've heard about that guy for 10 years. <laughs> MVP candidate every year, and then that's what they say his potential is. 243. Yeah. Although, and then he goes, like, on these 20-game runs where he hits 15 home runs and has, like, a 600 batting average, and then he'll go 0 for 100. No. It's just it, that dude is streaky. But when he's hot, he's hot. So he's like J.R. Smith. Because when so. J.R. Smith is streaky, like, I mean, that guy does you not You remember, miss. was it the end of the 2015 final? I was scared. Dude, Ooh, I all was of a sudden, scared. you're just hucking up threes, and they're going in. It's like, what is happening? I'm yeah. thinking, oh, my God, they're not going <laughs> to win this. What could go wrong? Uh, that, was, that was a scary moment. But you I... know what? J.R. forgot the score. Yes. Three years later in the 2018 NBA <laughs> finals and game at the end, I remember... See, everyone blames J.R. Smith. George Hill's the one that missed the free no, throw. No, he did. He did. And then Kevin Durant, his lazy bum snake butt, all of a sudden didn't want to box out. He didn't box out. out. I'm thinking, oh, my God. How do you not box out in game one of the finals? The Warriors were sleepwalking through that game, I'm telling you. They were not. Every game one of their finals has been insane. Right. They either go to overtime or some last-minute thing or... Wasn't didn't Clay and Steph and LeBron get into it after Game One of that year too yep. in, the, in the overtime? Yeah, that that whole every series Game One for them is just something weird happens. That was when LeBron gave up on the Cavs. No, for <laughs> real, he was over there that meme looking at Jr. Like, what in the bleep are you doing? And then he got to the bench and he was like, I'm done. I'm leaving. Oh, he had his towel on his face. He was not paying attention to whatever Tyloo drew up. No. I mean, Ty Lue wasn't really the coach of that team anyway. No. It was really just LeBron. Yeah. Ty Lue in uh, L.A. is not going to work. That was a bad hire. Doc Rivers was a good firing, but they hired the wrong person. Yeah. So, so the Clippers will never win. No, the Clippers are not going to win. Now the, Cl- now the Lakers got Marcus Gasol. Oh, boy. Although Anthony Davis hasn't re-signed. Do you think there's something going on there? No, or I think, think he's, he's just, just generally waiting. He's just generally waiting. I bet you it's just his agent too. Was just trying to get all the small because he's got a really good agent too. He's trying to get all the small, little details, everything he can to make sure everything is for Anthony. But he's not going anywhere. I feel like there's something going on. I'm not going to lie. He'd be coming to Golden State. Not a chance. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Well, that so stinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'd rather have a Wiseman than AD. I think right now for the future. I don't know if I necessarily. I'm not a huge fan of AD, honestly. I don't think he'd fit the Warriors system. I'd say that, and I'm, in my head, I'm like, this is the most stupid thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you wouldn't take Anthony Davis? Because <laughs> AD is one of the best, most generational talents. He was the first big man that could really pop out and, and shoot and be that athletic, but still be a defender. Yeah, I'd take Anthony Davis any day on my team. James Wiseman or Anthony Davis, though? Anthony Davis. Wow. You're not showing very much uh, hope in your team. No, I like Wiseman, but, you know, it's... Hard to pass up on Anthony Davis. That's very hard to pass up on. Hmm. I can do it. Okay, well. I'll, I'll take Steph Curry, Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, and James Wiseman. And aforementioned Kelly Oubre. Fi- 2021 Finals MVP. It's not going to happen. If the Warriors make the Finals and win the Finals again, 
if Steph doesn't win the finals MVP just for like legacy and for what he's done in, in the previous five finals, then I I will just I'll go to ESPN myself. That's not what finals MVP is given for is legacy. <clears throat> he deserves one. He should have won in twenty fifteen. The fact that Iggy Dollar won because now Iggy Dollar did change stopper. that series though. He did change that. He series. changed the series, but they say it was a LeBron stopper. He still averaged thirty five. But it was a finals. very inefficient thirty five. Let's be honest. No, it was no. I'm not saying Iggy Dollar didn't deserve some votes. But Steph Curry, I think, got one vote for Finals MVP, and he averaged like 27, 28 in that yeah, that, series. Yeah, okay, that he should have got more than one vote. Yes, I mean, come on, like, it, like they never even considered Steph as Finals MVP. Steph Slander needs to stop. That dude it does. is a generational talent. He's changed the NBA forever. His new Under Armour uh, Jordan-like brand is coming out December first, apparently. So breaking news: I will not buy it because I'm a Nike loyal. Swoosh for life, unless someone else like Adidas or Under Armour wants to come sponsor West Coast Preps then I am all no Nike no more swoosh but see this marketing that's big baller brand go ahead if they want to pay us money I don't really care speaking of which their Facebook um, live show is back oh is it yeah uh, what is it ball in the family yeah. yeah I've never watched a single second of it <laughs> if you need some entertainment and want to feel good about yourself watch, watch ball yeah. in the family yeah. This podcast has really gone off the rails. This is nothing what we were supposed to <laughs> well, talk about. the Shaquille O'Neal episode. He's really gone That's off the rails, right. too. He's broken class on the court. He's <laughs> broken hoops. It's, uh, it should be reckless with, Shaqu- with Shaq. Yeah, it should be. And this has been a reckless Shaquille O'Neal episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. Yeah, we can't make free throws, either. We, you know, If it's something easy, we shouldn't be able to do it. No, we shouldn't. Yeah. No, it, it, it should not be happening. But that wraps it up for episode number 34 of the West Coast Preps podcast. Stay tuned for episode number 35 here soon. The Kevin Durant episode of the no, West Coast no, Preps no. podcast. Two-time finals MVP. Greg is shaking should be his out. head. Just, should just be one. In denial, Kevin Durant should have won both of those anyway. But that wraps it up for this edition. Follow all of our work and subscribe to our newsletter at westcoastpreps.com. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow us on social media, westcoastpreps underscore. See all of our stories and work at westcoastpreps.com. Sound, sound, I'm gone.